Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is up, Buff Nation? Welcome into DMVR Buffs Primetime. We are presented by Illegal Pete's, everyone's go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beers. Jake Schwanitz here with Nikki Edwards. Welcome back, Nikki. Hello again, Jake. We meet again. I know. We meet again <laughs> in these super comfortable chairs. I wear my Buffs jacket today. This is my uncle's. You're repping. I know. It's rainy. And yeah. I got soaked when I was leaving the luncheon today, so I had to go home and change and present my best self for all the Buffs fans. You're doing well. Uh, we'll get to everything that happened today, but as you guys are talking about right now, the big bummer that we were all hoping we didn't have to deal with or talk about, Tyler Brown was deemed ineligible by the NCAA. Uh, Tyler Brown just posted a video on his YouTube channel. We're about to show that to you all very shortly here. Um, and we'll break it all down after we watch it along with you. We've already watched it, but um, it's pretty it's pretty powerful. It's pretty sad. Um, it's just uh, I feel so bad for Tyler and it just sucks to see this happen. Yeah, I think when we were listening to it, like I was <laughs> it's just it's heartbreaking. You know, you hear the story and the reality that he went through. Like it makes sense why he made those decisions within his college career, because yep. He needed to do that for his mental health and his overall well-being. And, you know, just, oh, God, seeing the NCAA deny him about he, you know, you know his character. You've talked to him before. He's such an incredible person. And just to see that outcome is just so, so unfortunate and really sad. Yeah. Um, basically, the NCAA is just pulling their regular bullshit. Uh, people are asking in the comments how we know this. They told us. Tyler's family told us. So this is this is real. Uh, are we ready to air this, Alyssa? Here's, here's Tyler himself uh, speaking about his situation, what's going on, and um, yeah. My name's Tyler Brown. Um, I'm an offensive lineman here at Colorado. Uh, I'm, part of the, I'm part of the second wave of transfers that's appealing um, the decision. Uh, you know, I, of course, I respect your decision. Um, I'd like to explain the circumstances from my point of view of why I feel like I should be able to play. Um, so I originally started my career at the University of Louisiana at Lafayette. Um, I was originally recruited by the late coach DJ Looney and Rob Sale. Um, in fact, I met DJ at a football camp that the summer before my senior year. So uh, it was a camp I didn't want to go to. I was at Mississippi College and my mom forced me to go that day. And um, you know, it happened to be the best decision for me because I built I immediately clicked with Coach Sale and Coach Looney, and they saw something in me, and three days later, they offered me. Um, but DJ, 
he was he meant he meant the world to me. Um, he recruited me um, from high school to Louisiana. So like that was the guy. That was my person. You know, I like, talked to me almost every day. Texted me every day. Called my mom. Everything. And then you know when I when I got to Louisiana, we had the freshman skit days, and everybody said that we were so much alike. So they called me Little Looney. That was my nickname. Uh, they said we walked alike, we talked alike. You know, I was always with him. We were like freaking frag. They said we had the same hairline. Um, and this was all my freshman year. And as you know, I've always struggled with my mental health. In fact, at Louisiana, that's when I was first diagnosed with uh, anxiety and depression. It was just really, really hard going to college a year earlier than everybody else. I was younger and it was just, there's just so much pressure, you know. I've always loved the game of football. It's just on this level, it took so much more out of me. But it's always been my dream to continue to play football. It was just, I went through a really, really hard time. I had a really, really hard upbringing. So I had a mental health crisis um, the week before Halloween, my freshman year in 2019. Uh, a DJ called me and he said, are you okay? Uh, and I said, no, I'm not okay. And he immediately, they immediately stopped me from playing. He made sure I got the help I needed, made sure I was with the right counselors, the right therapists, working on the right medication. And he was just there, he was my rock. DJ was my rock my freshman year. And he's the reason I'm still playing today. Um, so COVID, COVID happens and come back and I, I left some stuff at DJ's house and the first thing I noticed was he, he he's always struggled with his weight but before COVID happened he lost all that weight and when I came back and the first thing I noticed was he gained a lot of weight um I was just thinking you know maybe he's gonna work it off something he'll be okay uh, we always crack jokes he was, he was a jokester, he was a very, he was a very funny guy to be around. And the week before he passed, Coach Sale, um, my other, my offensive line coach and Coach Lee, they were like Batman and Robin, they worked together. They, he got really, really, he got on me really, really bad. Um, and it was, it was so bad to the point where like DJ and I, <laughs> we sat on the phone three days before he passed. We sat on the phone for an hour and a half just talking. I was so mad because I felt so misunderstood. But DJ understood me. He really understood me. And I felt like if anybody got me, he got me. So we talked on the phone for, I remember I was sitting in my room in Lafayette, Louisiana. And we talked on the phone for an hour and 30 minutes and I was so mad. I was so upset and we just talked. And that was the most honest conversation I'd, I'd ever had with a male figure to that point in my life. And August 1st, 2020, we had many camp practices. So we didn't call it, they didn't call it fall camp, but it was practice. We were practicing earlier than we should be. and. It was early in the morning. It was an early morning day. 
we um, change it, we practice in the morning. So it's, it's so hot in Louisiana, you can't practice, you can't practice in the evening. And so we were at about period four or five of individual and DJ, we were doing pass protection drills. And right before the, the bell rang, um, I, this is probably a bit too much, but so as an offensive lineman, you're supposed to strike a bag a certain way. And DJ was just coaching me up on how to strike the bag. And then the horn sounds first go to the next period, run all the way down the field. We go to run and he falls flat on his face. And we thought he was joking. We, we thought it was a ha-ha moment. And we, we go around and we look at him and I look in his eyes and there's nothing there. It's just white, white as a ghost. There's nothing there. And we're screaming for the trainers to come. And he just, he wasn't moving, wasn't responding and they were doing everything they could. And I just cried. I cried, I cried, I cried because I wanted him to make it. And I felt like it was my fault because I felt like if I hadn't put so much pressure on him, if I hadn't been too much, maybe he'd still be here. Or maybe he wouldn't be in this position. He wouldn't be on the ground like that. And so practice ends, of course, and Two hours later, they call us to. They call us to the stadium, in the middle of the field, and they tell me he passed away. It was about twelve thirty one o'clock. That. That hurts me to this day. So August first, every year. I'm always sad because that's the day I lost my father figure, my first father figure. Died, passed away in the football facility, in our indoor practice facility. And that that still traumatizes me to this day. Uh, it still affects my mental health. I can still see him fall to the ground. And I could still see the nothingness in his eyes. They were just white, like there's just nothing there and the mouth wide open and I see it, I see it. I can see it in my sleep, I see it while I'm awake, I still see it. That's just the image, that, that just doesn't, it doesn't go away. And that was a really, really hard year on me mentally, emotionally, physically having to practice in the same, cause Louisiana is so hot, having to practice in the same place that my coach died every day. That took, that beat my mental health. It was, it was hard. Every day was hard. Every single day was hard. Football was therapy, yes. It's just, at being at Louisiana, I knew I couldn't be there anymore because DJ wasn't there. and. Felt like something was missing. 
every time I walked in there, every time I walked in the practice, every time I walked in the meetings, I didn't hear his voice, I didn't hear him goofing around, I didn't hear him joking. And then every time I go in the indoor, I had to see him fall over and over again. And we just had to keep on practicing, you know, and we were trying to honor his memory, but it's just, we only had three days to mourn and then we were back at practice. Um, so when that happened, that next, that Coach Sale and I, we got really, really close after DJ passed. Our relationship, it, it blossomed. It got to the point where I saw, like, I we were almost as close as DJ and I were. Coach Sale ends up taking another job, and that crushed me because I'd lost both, both guys that I was close to at that point now, and I knew with... DJ passing away in that indoor, I couldn't do it anymore. And then with Coach Sale not being there, I really couldn't be there anymore. And then I got injured that fall. I tore both my labrums and both my shoulders and I had to rehab. But by that point, I was already checked out the door. I knew that mentally this wasn't where I needed to be anymore. Emotionally, this wasn't where I needed to be anymore because I, I wasn't happy, I wasn't healthy, it was, every day just trying to tough it out and just trying to do it for coach looney and i just knew that i needed a fresh start mentally i was drained mentally i was i was at my wit's end so uh, that spring after i finished my rehab i entered the transfer portal you know and thankfully a lot of schools offered me um Kansas, Indiana, Boston College, Tulsa, um, schools I'd never even, you know, schools I'd never even heard of or knew about. But I just knew that something about Coach Prime and I need to go home. I knew I needed to go home to mentally just recover and be around my family. I went to Jackson State. I picked Jackson State out of all those schools because that was the best place for my mental health. I needed to be home again. I needed to be around my family again. I needed to be with, and I didn't need to be in a strange new environment, you know, and that, that really, really helped my mental health. That being there helped my mental health to, to slowly but surely come back to normal. Being with Coach Prime helped to build my confidence. Uh, when I had an anxiety attack, he didn't judge me. He didn't look at me differently. You know, I was still his rock. I was still his guy. He took me under his wing, treats me like one of his own kids. Um, loves me for me and accepts me for me. And so for me, I feel like with the circumstances I dealt with at Louisiana, I had to leave. I couldn't be there anymore. And it wasn't, oh, things aren't going my way, no. Things would have gone great, but mentally and emotionally, I couldn't be there anymore. I couldn't be in the same place where the guy that was my father figure died. That that to me was just, it was too much. Every single day I had to go to the same building where he passed away. That I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it anymore. So, and then at Jackson, again, my mental health is something I struggle with. It's something I deal with every day. 
you know, some days are better than others, but they, I, my mom had to pay out of pocket for all my care. My mom had to pay for me to go see a therapist, to go see a psychiatrist, to pay for my expensive medication that I take. And that's a lot because she's a single parent. Well, I'm a single parent with three kids. And that was a lot on her. And I knew it was a lot on her. I didn't want it to be a lot on her. And it was just, it was hard. It was hard, but she, she made it work. So, I enter the transfer portal again, and an opportunity comes to come to Colorado. I had to take that chance because it's better care for my mental health, and these, they take care of me here, so my mom wouldn't have to do everything for me because HBCUs don't have the funds or the resources that Power 5 schools have to be able to really take care of somebody. You know, here I go to PHP every single week. Um, I go to PHP every week. I fill out the mental health questionnaires. I do everything I can for my mental health. I go to Wardenburg, which is our medical center, and I'm, my medication is taken care of for me. Uh, all the resources I need to be successful are here. And I absolutely, I love the game of football. I, the year that I had to have two double shoulder surgeries, two labor repairs was the hardest year of my life because I didn't have football. You know, I, instead of being there every day with the guys, being able to travel, be with the team, I was depressed. I was in a sling, I couldn't do anything. Confidence wasn't there anymore. And I just, I felt lost because football has always been a safe haven for me. And to get that decision, that hurts because of how much I love the game, because of how much I love my teammates, because of how much I want to protect my quarterback, because of how much I want to help Coach Prime win and be successful. I don't want to go into a dark place again because I don't have football, simply because I chose to transfer a second time when really this should honestly be my first real transfer. Because of my extenuating circumstances, this should be my first real transfer. I, I don't want to lose football. And it's not that I know you can say, oh, you'll be able to practice with the team. That's not the same as being able to go out there and compete and help those guys win. I want to be there to help them win. And I feel like I deserve that opportunity, that chance to help my team win. Not just be a practice player, not just be a practice dummy, not just be a student, but to be there to travel with the team to help those guys win because football is good for my mental health. Being with these guys is good for my mental health. Being with Coach Prime is great for my mental health. Being at Colorado is amazing for my mental health. And I'd be lost without football. I don't want to have football stripped away from me simply because I had to make the best decision for me and my family. All right, there it is. Uh, a couple of things, first off. One, shout out to Tyler for being vulnerable and kind of sharing his story and just 
laying it all out there, man. That's a, that's a very gutsy decision. And, uh, we really appreciate Tyler and just who he is as a person. He's awesome. Second, get the fuck out of here. If you're going to get in here and do this stuff about being insensitive or whatever in the comments, we don't have time for that. Um, and we will bring the band hammer down. Um, your reaction to watching that. Just brought back the emotions of watching it the first time. Like it, it's so saddening because you see the way, you know, his emotion, he's crying. Like there's really valid reasons as to why he made these moves in his career. Like you just hurt for him because you know how badly he wants it and how hardworking he is and how much he cares about football and working with Coach Prime and how important it is to have that aspect of his life you know, still prominent, still doing it. And, you know, it's like we all have passions and desires and things we love to do in life. And when those things are taken away from you, you just feel like empty and hopeless. And I can't even imagine just how taxing it is for him right now. And just having that decision, like you just wish there was like some other way, like there was just some other way. And it's, so it's just it's a saddening situation it's really it's so hard to watch him but yeah thank you for being vulnerable and really sharing that story because you know and just talking about it doesn't do us the full justice and then from coming from you so thank you tyler if you're watching and uh if tyler's out there watching if family's out there watching they know we got him uh we're here for you guys we'll be around and uh, we hope to see you around too which brings me to this point the ncaa is just terrible i don't even know like all these negative words all of them in the dictionary is what the ncaa they're is. screwing is, everyone over it's ridiculous you just heard what tyler brown went through watched his coach die on the field basically his head coach then left when he was at jsu like these are all reasonable things that should allow for a transfer and just you know stripping this kid's dream away from him what like i mean he loves football all these guys love football of course but I mean, you're kind of taking away like the biggest part of this guy's life. Yeah. And this is going to be a huge season for this team, of course. And Tyler Brown was going to be a massive part of it. So uh, this bullshit that the NCAA keeps on pulling with eligibility is ridiculous. It's just and, like, um, it's so, so insensitive. Like you just like, you would think as like the authorities, like I get like the rules and the decisions they have to make, but like some terms and conditions, which I think there are that kind of, over like overlook you know the two transfer rule and whatnot like there there must potentially be a restructuring i know everyone's like case for transferring and like eligibility it's all very individual and different but i think it's hard but i think in certain circumstances where really tra like traumatic things are involved there should be you know some leniency the rule should be if your coach leaves it doesn't <laughs> matter if you follow them or go whatever. Like, you should be able to transfer freely. These coaches get to leave whenever they want. This is not about Coach Prime. It's not about any specific coach. But any coach can just go take another job, get a pay raise for a better school uh, with a better roster, and they don't have to sit out at all. But these players are the ones penalized. And the NCAA is the ones out here saying that, you know, we support student athletes. How are you <laughs> supporting this student athlete at all? There is zero support for this kid from the NCAA right now and it's garbage. It's yeah. bullshit. I completely agree. Like it's like yeah, if you're going to be preaching how how well you're supporting your student athletes and just com completely do the opposite. That's not really a good testimony on that or on the organization and it's just 
it, it, you know, they're ultimately the most powerful authority, and it's fortunate that they keep getting away with it. I think we've just seen, like, multiple instances of that happen just this season, and it's like, ugh, it's so frustrating. It's, it's so frustrating to see, especially just, like, Tyler. Um, like, that. that's a story we haven't heard yeah. yet. Well, and I think there's more players on this roster that are that come from you know similar backgrounds that have similar stories, and it's part of I think what makes this team feel so tightly knit, is that these guys have all you know come from all walks of life, all over the world, all over the world literally, mm-hmm. and they're meeting under Coach Prime's guidance in Boulder, um, and it just sucks to see that the NCAA can just decide no, uh, and that Tyler Brown, one of the best player. Best players, best people on this team yeah. has to sit out uh, for a garbage reason. A few things I also want to talk about um, in that video that he mentioned. He mentioned a father figure, man, and it's just it shows how much Coach Prime means to a lot of these players and how he's been able to kind of be that for some of them. And he, Tyler said it about uh, Coach Prime himself, you know, how much he means to him. And um, it's it's important for a lot of these kids. Their coaches are why they commit to schools like – Mm-hmm. Tyler's coach died at Louisiana and he was fortunate enough to, you know, find his way to coach prime back home, of course. And, you know, still get that father figure, although a different mm-hmm. person, of course, but you know, it's crucial to have those figures in your life and they're kind of taking those away from Tyler at this point. Yeah. It just, you know, like I think a lot of things that we do in life, like work, like I like to surround myself with people that I trust and I'm comfort, you know, comforting with like, it goes beyond football. Like, you know, there's there's beneficial reasons, like players can succeed and whatnot, but for Tyler and like you said, a lot of players, like relationships are so important for your success and you're just like well being, like you wanna be around people that can, you know, bring you to that higher place and people that you trust and that you love and you can see how much he loved and values, you know, his relationship with Coach Prime and with his coach at Louisiana as well. It's you know, he's a very relationship-based person and someone with such a genuine heart and genuine intentions. And it's, yeah, I keep saying it, but it, it's just so heartbreaking to see all this, like, circle back when this team is going to be so exciting and great and, you know, he can't live out his dream his last year and it fucking sucks. It's trash. Fuck the NCAA. Um Some type of separation between college football and the NCAA can't come soon enough at this point. Uh, a few more things I want to touch on. You guys have been mentioning, you've been hashtagging Bust for Life, saying Bust for Life in the comments. And I think that's going to be a huge, um, you know, just tool that Tyler's going to have here at Colorado. The Bust for Life, um, you know, they're the, under the NIL collective and all that. But what Bust for Life does is a lot more mental health and making sure that these guys, not only on the team now, but when you leave the team and when you're an alumni, you're good to go uh, just from a mental support standpoint. So Tyler's going to be in good hands here at CU. We wish um, him the best. Of course we wish him the best, and I hope we still see him around. Uh, we have some, we'll answer some questions real quick in the, uh, that you start, Alyssa, because um, there's some more information on this we have to talk about. Uh, go ahead with that one. Shelly's asking the question I have with Tyler's case is, doesn't the coaching change at Jackson State make a difference in this case? Uh, unfortunately not, and that's a rule that the NCAA just refuses to adopt, and it can't come soon enough. Um, what's, uh, DJ's question there. So good news. Sivion Wilkerson is eligible. Um, from what we heard, Tyler Brown had the best case 
like in the entire country. You obviously just heard it. Uh, but the NCAA with, you know, you can say it's a case-by-case basis, but it's almost like they just roll a number or something every time, and that's their decision. So Savion Wilkerson gets to play this year. Uh, Tyler Brown is ineligible. Um, there's a question in there about what he can and can't do this year. So he will not be able to travel with the team. He can't play in games. He can still be around the team. Um, he can still be at the facility, still enrolled at CU. So he can do all that. He just can't travel and practice. Uh, he can practice, I believe, just can't travel and play in games. Um, this was the appeal also, by the way. So people asking if there's anything that can be done. Is there an appeal? This was the appeal. The appeal was just denied. This is the final decision. He is still on scholarship. Uh, he came over as a scholarship player. I'm assuming, I mean, the NCAA, NCAA didn't strip him of his scholarship, so I think we're good there. Um, didn't Tyler transfer before the rule change, Stevens asking? Uh, I can't remember exactly when that change came through, but it was around that time when they kind of opened the portal up to everyone. So uh, he may have just missed it, or this might just be the NCAA pulling bullshit again. Uh, Luis is asking, could Tyler avoid the NCAA rules if a rich sponsor or someone uh, pays for his tuition and becomes a walk-on player? I don't think it's that easy. I think eligibility goes beyond scholarships. So. Yeah, I think it goes beyond finances, and it, it qualifies just a player to simply play regardless if they're on scholarship or they walk onto the team. Yep. Um, anything else on that? Could he get two years if he graduates? So, from what we learned when we got this roster, Tyler Brown has two years to play two. So, I've, this is basically like the old transfer rule, which we're, what we're seeing right here. So, when you used to transfer, you had to sit out a year, and then uh, you'd be able to play. I'm assuming that's just the situation here. So, he's got his two years to play two. Um, that should be rolling over, and he should be back next year. Anything else um, down there? Yeah, we're bringing the Banhammer down. We're getting these guys out of here. Bear with us. Um, all right. We'll try and invite him as a guest for sure. Um, switching gears. Shout out to our friends at Splash Sports. DMVR has a weekly pick and uh, pick contest. For everyone to enter for real money, you can enter by going to splashsports.com slash DMVR. The link is in the description. Um, just deposit cash to get started, and you can enter DMVR's weekly NFL Pick X contest for just 20 bucks. First place prize in this contest is going to be $7,500. Uh, second place, just over $2,000. And third place, just over 1000 Again, we'll be running this all year, every week. So head on over to splashsports.com slash DMVR to join in. We'll have different contests coming out, so we are stoked to compete with you and against you all. Be sure to click the link in the description. And then shout out to our friends at Kind Love. Kind Love, one of the first dispensaries established in Colorado back in 2010. Um, they're known for their high-quality cannabis in all forms. Their turbo joint line is pretty amazing. They also have turbo cores that you can insert into any joint, cigarette, uh, blunt, whatever, to infuse instantly. You can head on or... You can order online, but they've got two, sto two stores, Cherry Creek and North Dender. Men mention DMVR and receive the DMVR exclusive discount of 25% off all Kind Love flower pre-rolls and their turbo joint line. You can also visit their website at kindlove.com and use that code DMVR for online ordering and more. All right. 
So with that being said, um, we put the link to Tyler's video in the description. So uh, you make sure you guys check that out. Give Tyler some love. Let him know y'all are with him. With that, uh, we kind of already talked about it. Sybion Wilkerson's eligible, though. We've talked a lot about this backfield. Um, and Neely's told us a lot about this backfield, how deep it is. It just got deeper. We weren't sure if he was going to be able to play. If you guys remembered back when uh, Coach Flea spoke on the podium a few weeks ago and he gave his top four running backs, he said McCaskill, Smoke, Edwards, and Hank. And a lot of people were wondering why he didn't mention Wilkerson. This is why. We thought he wasn't going to be eligible. So good news, he is. We are now five, six, seven deep in that <laughs> running back room. I know, that's insane. Like, they always, like, preach how versatile it is, but, like, that is one room that's, like, you got options. Like, you can do what you can. Mm -hmm. You can spread them out. You can put them in space. You can run them up the middle. Like, you got a handful of guys that can do a handful of things, and, like, Savion's definitely going to be a tool in that. And I'm interested to see, you know, how he grows within this offense and, you know, what he kind of contributes. I'm not, like, I'm, like, going to pull a shack right now. I'm, like, I'm not familiar with your game. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm excited to see how he kind of integrates himself and what kind of role he'll have in that backfield because it's so competitive. Right. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, with that being said, though, with Tyler being ineligible, we got a new player. Juwan Mitchell is a buff. He was dismissed from ASU for an incident at practice. And I don't know. It's whatever that situation was. I don't see anything like that happening here because you just saw the type of play people and players that this team has, the type of coaches this team has. And I'm sure there's going to be a zero tolerance policy yeah. here as well. They don't let they don't let shit slide here. And it's like, oh, we're all we're all here for second chances. I mm -hmm. mean, like it is, you know, maybe a cause for concern. But I think it's ultimately up to him to like prove himself. Like he's already a really good performer. Like you, if you look up his name on Twitter, and there's just like there's these highlights of him oh, just yeah. like hitting these guys, just like out of nowhere. Taking he's, a pick. He, yeah, he's taking a pick. Incredible pass rusher. You know, really solid guy over around overall experience. And I think, you know, ultimately, I, maybe he'll, like, find his footing. But like you said, like, I don't think they're going to let shit slide here because this team is not one for scandals and bullshit. Exactly. So um, I'm pretty sure that's going to be a conversation he has with Coach Prime. And They must have had that conversation, too. And, like, really. Oh, for sure. The, the standard must have been set pretty point blank and clearly yeah. for him to be actually on this team and with them. Uh, with that being said, another player, Jeremiah McCrimmon, McCrimmon, McCrimmon mm -hmm. has showed up to Boulder. Um, so we've got a new offensive lineman. We've got a great. new linebacker. We've got Sivion back at running back. So while it's terrible news that the NCAA has decided to do this to Tyler Brown, um, the Buffs, you know, as we've seen Coach Prime since December, work the portal. They've got guys coming in. Yeah. This team's still going to be ready to go. What do you think about the offensive line? I feel like the offensive line is pretty solid. I mean, you've got as good a replacement, I think, for Tyler as you possibly can in Jack Bailey. The guy played in this offense last year. True. Um, he knows exactly what's expected of him. Uh, Coach Bill O'Boyle, or I can't remember who it was. I think it was Coach O'Boyle said that he knows this offense as good as anyone. Yeah. Um, so you're getting another smart, very physical player that is going to be manning down left guard while it's not Tyler Brown and we, we wish he was there. Mm -hmm. um, there's a very suitable replacement. I feel good about this offensive line though. Yeah, two big, two big tackles. I think it's like one thing like, and when we have like those press conferences, he's like, oh, it's kind of like a work in progress and we're kind of working with six or seven guys. And he, he said, he's like, as any offensive line coach, I wish I had more depth. I think that was denoting mm -hmm. Tyler and having him around. 
you know, I like, I love the size. I like what they have interior. I think I'm so I'm excited to see Van Wells come out again. Yeah, you know this is going to be another great season for him to just really like install himself and like have his opportunity that a lot of that was taken away from a lot of them last year. But sure, yeah, it was good to talk to him and see where he was at, and he he's doing good. And I think they're definitely going to get there. And what's good about Shador too, he gets the ball out really fast. So right, exactly. Fast offense, fast quarterback. They're going to be pushing guys left and right, so. For sure. Um, Connor was asking right guard. That's looking like Landon Beebe at this point. So that's another guy who is a grad transfer. He comes in from Missouri State. He's played all over the offensive line. I think he was an all-conference selection at left tackle last mm -hmm. year. You look at his measurements uh, for the Power 5 level, not quite left tackle size, which is why he slid in at right guard and really kind of held it down, I feel like, since he showed up here in the summer. He's a really good player. Yeah, I think he definitely brings that experience and like you said, those accolades as well. Like there's a reason why they picked him up and he was getting, you know, other attention from other schools. So good that um the buffs acquired that depth piece as well. But yeah, he looks like he's gonna be in that position. Uh today was day nineteen of practice. I met up with uh, uh I always call him coach. First rain day. First rain day for sure. It was super rainy today. People were saying it was football weather. I don't know if it was quite there yet. <laughs> it was still kind of nice outside. Yeah. Uh, maybe 15, 20 degrees cooler, and I'd be willing to call I it could be. Weather. I could definitely do without le I can, less rain. Yes. <laughs> less rain. Um, but I spoke to Unk today, asked him about practice. He feels like this offense is really, really coming together, especially this last week. Uh, the first teamers specifically just have a rhythm, and they're able to really move the ball in practice. That being said, he also shouted out the defensive line. He feels like the defensive line has really come together, and we heard that from Coach Sal yesterday. Mm -hmm. You know, you've got that top four defensive tackle rotation of Cokes, um, Bishop, who am I forgetting here? Payne, and then Amari McNeil. That feels like a strong top four at defensive tackle. You've got more graduate transfers in JD, Taj mm -hmm. Alston, uh, Derek McClendon out on the edge too. Yeah. It Derek, really feels like this defensive line is coming into shape. Yeah, they've definitely been mentioning like DMAC and Savion. He's like, our D line is going to be crazy. And I think what Shane explained too is that I asked if like the, t the defense is just kind of clicking and they're like, our chemistry is a big thing. And they've all kind of been putting the pieces together. And he said, we're no longer playing individually and we're playing as a group, which is great to hear. Mm -hmm. um, that's pretty much it. Tomorrow's the last day of practice. And we are done with camp. Wow. How do you feel? <laughs> oh, man. I just kind of like take it day by day. Like, wow, August just like flew by. And now it really it's like, did. you know, we're just talking about this team. Like now we get to see it on the full stage. I'm so excited. I'm going to be in Texas. I, I had yep. to like, I had to go there. And I, I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot about this team within the month as yeah. we all have. Sure. And I think we knew in the spring how good Shador was and how much an elite quarterback he is, but like the showing he's had this month, it's like, yeah, he's that, he's, it's for real. he's that fucking guy. Like he really is. <laughs> it's going to be so exciting to have a quarterback at CU that doesn't have any red flags and can like put the ball on the money so well. Yep. And with Travis, like they're, you know, everyone, everyone's so excited, but it's just like after what, after what we went through last year, like we were standing today and watching oh, yes. the Utah and CU game before the luncheon. We were like, that's the last game of last year's season, by the way. Yes. And we were just like, did this actually happen? Like, was yeah. this even real? And it's, 
it's going to be good to see just some like more scoring and everything that's oh. been a part of like this whole year. Just watching that for like five minutes today, I honestly forgot how bad they were right? last year. Right? Like this team is so much better than they were last year. <laughs> the pick in the end zone. Yes. Like <laughs> just terrible football. And in all facets, this team is so much more improved. So yeah, tomorrow's the last day. Sounds like Monday is going to be uh, an off day. And um, we'll all talk more about the NCAA in questions if you want. Um, but tomorrow or Monday is going to be an off day. And then we have game week coming up. We'll let you guys know about our plans kind of moving forward. We had the luncheon today as well. 1,600 people. From Adam Monster Tiger said it was 400 last year that were there. So 4X what last Oof. year's luncheon was. The excitement in Boulder is just, it's so palpable. Yeah. And it's just, it's in the air everywhere you go. You can just feel it. And being in the IPF today with that many people mm -hmm. hyped about what's going on. We didn't really learn anything from what anyone said up there, yeah. but... The excitement they brought real. they had bunk cakes those were awesome <laughs> yeah, they did have bunk cakes <laughs> um yeah it was just like you you can just yeah you can just see how excited everyone is and just like the the energy there even like just throughout fall like seeing people on the bridge mm -hmm. like when you walk up and they're just watching practice like mm -hmm. i didn't see none of us saw that last year no. like no one really was interested in like there's like there's this guy that like walks his little dog that is always there <laughs> but i saw him today and just like he was reading, sorry, I'm like, this is so like existential, but he was reading that like, like newspaper we got yeah, yeah. and he was sitting there with his dog and it's just like, like the headline and he was just like sitting there flipping it. I'm like, every day I'm just like, this is just such a new age of Colorado mm -hmm. football. And like, it's, it's kind of a repetitive statement, but it is, like you said, so palpable and so exciting. And you know, what Boulder has been waiting for for a really long time and yep. just seeing the whole community come together and just like, be re-energized and like support this program in lengths that it hasn't experienced in years. Very exciting, very awesome, and love to see it. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, Coach Prime did speak uh, up on the stage. We also heard from Coach Lewis, Coach Kelly, Shador was there, Travis. Mark Vissette. Mark Vissette, Jace Feely, and is that it? Yeah, that was it. Um, it was kind of like a recap of the last nine months. Dude, when they asked the question, when Mark asked the question, he was like, how'd you end up on this coaching staff? It brought me back to like in February when we were asking those questions yes. and like hearing those stories again. And I know. Yeah. Just now the public was hearing it firsthand, which right. was cool. Cause I was like, it's, it's, it's crazy to see how everything has just been like put together and you know, it's all, it's all making sense. And Charles Kelly is awesome. Uh, so Shelly's asking us to explain the event. So, it's uh, the annual kickoff luncheon. They've had, I think, 34 of them. Yeah, 34th year. Um, basically, you kind of have to pay to get a seat in there. Yeah. A lot of money. Yeah, it's a, it's an expensive ticket, that's for sure. Um, but everyone has, like, their own seat. There's, like, open seating in the back, but everyone has a table. It's, like, business sponsors, and uh, they have catered food. There's a Caesar salad, pasta, <laughs> mashed potatoes with so much cheese on them. You went back for more. I, can't, I went back for seconds before they put it away. <laughs> Like I said, the bunk cakes and um, the cheer team came out before they started talking. Everyone was just kind of like hanging out and eating before the cheer team came and did all the fight songs and like all the pep pep rally stuff. And then Mark Johnson came up and introduced Rick George and Rick George had a statement and showed his gratitude for Coach Prime and all the other coaches, um, mm -hmm. Tad Boyle, J.R. Payne, soccer, volleyball, Jesse Mahoney. 
and just thanked them and talked about the Big 12 and their move and how important that move was um, for Colorado to do. And then they brought up uh, Coach Prime and the rest of the team and just asked questions about how they ended up here, how they're kind of assimilating and getting comfortable. And, yeah, Mark Johnson is that voice of the Buffs. You know, it's so distinctive, and he does such a great job. His voice booms in that IPF, too. It does. It does. But, yeah, it was a good event. And we all left with a complimentary Buffs pint glass and a koozie. And that's probably what that's kind of it. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, there were, I don't know, this looks like 100, 125 tables there, just completely full of people sitting around them. There were more people sitting in the back or standing mm-hmm. in the back. Uh, most of the team was there. As you mentioned, uh, basketball, women's, uh, and men's, at least the coaches were there, Coach mm-hmm. Payne and Coach Boyle. Um, but Dang yeah, is all, the soccer coach, all, yep. the co- well, all the coaches were there, the, the golf coaches, I saw the, the tennis coaches. Coach, yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it was basically just a big kind of uh, celebration looking back on the last nine months. You know, Coach Prime told the story again of when he called Rick for the first time and told him, I'm coming. And that's where it all started from, basically. Uh, Coach Kelly talked about, you know, how he saw Shiloh and Shador as young players back when I think they were like ninth, 10th grade, something yeah, like that, yeah. when he first got introduced to them. He talked about when he first, uh, you know, kind of picked out Travis or found Travis and said even back then he was going into his sophomore year of high school and he was already just like the best player on the field. Travis had a great quote again saying he likes looking, making the people (laughs) look bad on uh, uh, offense. It was uh, was kind of a lot of looking back and just appreciating how we've made it to this point, really. Adam Munster-Tiger pointed something out to me while we were there. Barry Remington, a very well-known linebacker that played um mm, back in yeah. the 80s mm. he was there and he holds the records for like most tackles it's like 500 something tackles mm-hmm. but he's like that guy over there is barry remington and i was like the cool like i thought yeah. it, i thought it was cool it was just like that community aspect like people yep. are just coming from all walks of life cu alum and yeah evan batty was there uh, yeah, Evan Batty was. Uh, how can you miss him? I wanted to say hi to him. He was busy talking. He's a to very him. popular man I in know. that circle. He's the mayor. <laughs> yes, he really is. Uh, anything else from the luncheon that I missed, or you want to talk about? Um, no. It was All good right. that I was in the IPF. Avoided the rain, and yeah. everyone sat comfortably. The food was good, and it like it got me like really like it got me re pumped up like for the season again because you know it's like we go and do this every day, and then. I think like seeing that whole setting of everyone in there and just like being around you guys and like mm-hmm. hearing what's coming, it's like, oh, this is this is so cool. It's so yep. exciting. Uh, it definitely got me hyped, man. Just over a week away. I know. Right. <laughs> Let's talk some week zero, but first a word from our friends at Illegal Pete's. This episode of the DMVR Buffs podcast is presented by Illegal Pete's. They offer handmade mission-style burritos, bowls, and tacos crafted with, with responsibly sourced high-quality ingredients. They have a full bar, a wide selection of craft beer and margaritas. You can stop for stop by for happy hour 3 to 8 p.m. every single day at all 12 locations. Legal Pete's your go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beers. Oh, Peggy was there too. Oh, Coach yeah. Prime and Peggy. How danced. I forget that was so cute. Yeah, that I was love amazing. that. We saw her walk in too. I was like, yep. oh, so she was great. I know. She killed so, it, and she sang the fight song. She did. She was leading the charge for the fight song yeah. too. 
Oh, it was amazing. Um, Peggy's awesome. Yeah. Can't wait to see her out on the field with Coach Prime again. Mm-hmm. Uh, real quick, shout Coach out to Prime our, wasn't wearing a boot either. Oh, Coach Prime wasn't wearing a boot You pointed either. that out. I yeah. did. He was uh, wearing just like whatever regular team Nikes that he had on. Like He uh, still kind of has a little bit of that limp, but I mean, yeah. I feel like he's looking much better when he walks around and yeah. strong. Yeah, that was, that was a good observation. That was something that I didn't see, and then I saw your tweet, and I was like, oh, yeah, and then... So he's ready to run. Yep. Just give him, give him some time Hopefully. to. Yeah, we don't we don't want to jinx it. We still it, have a week, so he can he can get a little bit more rehab in and training yeah. to get ready to uh, run out under the banner. All right. Um, also, shout out to Game Time guys. Buying tickets to sporting events and concerts can be very stressful. This is where Game Time comes in. They eliminate all the stress from your ticket buying experience. Game Time is fast and easy. Uh, you can buy tickets to all kinds of sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. They offer some of the best deals on last-minute tickets for all events. Um, download the GameTime app today, and you can create an account and use the code DMVR. You'll get $20 off your first purchase. Uh, terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code DMVR for $20 off today. If you're looking for Buffs tickets, Broncos tickets, Rockies tickets, uh, tickets for wherever you may be, make sure to check out GameTime. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, week zero. Dun, dun, dun. San Jose State winning over USC. <laughs> You're going out like that? No. <laughs> we, always, um, we always like to joke around here. I don't know if you guys have noticed that. I mean, never say never in college football. Dude, though. I know. When App State beat whoever. Can we not talk about that game? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. We've got... What is this? Eight games we're going to talk about today. Uh, we'll start off with the first game kicking off the college football season. Navy and number 13, Notre Dame, are going to be traveling to Dublin, Ireland and playing out there. Uh, pretty sure Notre Dame played in that game last year. This is the first game of the day. It's going to be 1230 Mountain Time. I do have a line. It's 20 and a half. Notre Dame has Sam Hartman at quarterback, former Wake Forest guy. Uh, they've become pretty talented, really, after that coaching change from Brian Kelly to Marcus Freeman. Mm. The line from our friends over at Circus Sportsbook for this game is 20 and a half. Let's make some picks. You taking Notre Dame minus 20 and a half, or are you going to take the underdog Navy midshipman? I'm taking Notre Dame 20 and a half. All right. That feels, that feels right. Like That feels like yep. that seems like it's going to happen. Um, I'm going to take that line as well. This next one, I mean, I'd be surprised if you know anything about these two teams because I certainly don't. FIU. UTEP <laughs> traveling to Jacksonville State uh, at a game at 3.30. This one is on CBS Sports Network. The line for this one, UTEP minus two. Who are you taking? I'm going to take Jacksonville State because a girl that I went to high school with used to play <laughs> soccer there. And that's what I know about that school. Excellent reasoning. I'm taking the dog, too. Why not? Um, UMass traveling all the way to Las Cruces, New Mexico to take on the New Mexico State Aggies. This game will be on at 5 o'clock ESPN. Uh, New Mexico State's kind of coming on, man. I mean, New Mexico football has been bad for a very, 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 very long time. <laughs> New Mexico State isn't completely awful, though. The line is New Mexico State minus 7. Uh, UMass haven't been good for a while. Yeah, I would take New Mexico State in that. Also, um, a girl that went to my high school played on their soccer team, too. People are saying UTEP kills them. 
I think I'm going to take UMass. I have no faith in New Mexico football at all. Um, next game, Ohio. The Bobcats going on over to the West Coast to take on San Diego State. This game is on FS1 at 5 o'clock. The line for this one is San Diego State minus 2.5. Um, I'm going to take San Diego State. Same. I think uh, this is going to be kind of a statement season for them after everything that's happened this offseason in terms of conference realignment and where they stand now. Yeah. This is a huge opportunity for them. I think you need to come out and really show that you're the class of the Mountain West so that you can be picked to go wherever. They need to show that they're not a basketball school. Yes, that's true. They have a lot of things to prove this season. So San Diego State, Aztecs, I would, yeah, I'm going to take them. Chats on SDSU as well. Next game, Hawaii traveling across the ocean and the country to go to Nashville to take on Vanderbilt. To a stadium that is under construction. That's right. Have you seen con- those pictures? Yes, it's, it's like crazy. the end zones are completely like, like well, they're, the football field is fine, but outside yeah. the end zones is just like dirt and construction and like big like um, construction equipment. Mm-hmm. I don't even think they have their big scoreboard up. Like there's a whole like... Dude, they should get one End of those things side. they do for volleyball. Do you know the flip ones? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, they might need that, too. The line on this one is Vanderbilt minus 17. Vanderbilt's kind of coming on recently. Of course, they're in the SEC. Um, but they've you know, they've talked a lot about, you know, we're not the Vanderbilt of old. We want to actually be legitimate in the SEC here. The line is 17. And I just think this is too much travel for Hawaii, honestly. So I'm going to take the big number, minus 17, for the Commodores. Yeah, I just don't... I feel like Hawaii in the past few years, too, it's just like they've been a struggling school. Like they, you know, haven't found the most success in recent years. So it's just like a continual kind of theme for them. But it's week zero, so... But I think if in terms of like football reputations, Mm -hmm. Vanderbilt, for show. Um, Woody, I think you're talking about, is it Nathan O'Rourke? Is that still the quarterback at Ohio? He is a pretty solid player. Mm. Um, Next game, I think this is the biggest spread of week zero. San Jose State taking the short trip to Southern California, take on USC. Uh, This game is on the Pac-12 network. So about (laughs) five people are going to be able to watch it. Is Caleb Williams starting? Yeah, Caleb's starting. Okay, that's Um, good. Six o'clock, again, Pac-12 network. USC with the reigning Heisman Trophy winner, Caleb Williams, minus 31 and a half. Um, Sounds like last year. I mean, I'm gonna, I would take that side. I would definitely not take that number. I'd be very hesitant about it. But this team, I feel like, is going to be very explosive. They got a lot of prove on defense this year. But uh, I'm excited to just watch Caleb and this insane wide receiver core. Yeah, me too. I... <laughs> I think you can all trust a Heisman Trophy winner to get so. it done with multiple hands and options around him. Yeah, defensively. I mean, they don't have Makai anymore. Right. Good for him for going to the Vikings. It's always good. It's like, I'm, it's great to see those like former buffs, even though they move teams, but like in the NFL and like guys that I'm like familiar with, it's like they're, they're doing well. Except Christian Gonzalez did get injured. So, <laughs> um, USC, I think is the only PAC 12 team playing in week zero. Yeah. Uh, the last uh, game on this slate I have, and then we'll get to JSU. Florida International traveling to Louisiana to take on LA Tech. This game's at 7 o'clock on CBS Sports Network. Uh, Louisiana Tech favored by 11 and a half. Who are you going with? 
I don't, I don't know, <laughs> uh, dude. I don't really know a lot about either. It's these all right. Teams. Neither do I. You're fine. Uh, I'm taking the Panthers. Uh, give me Florida International. I'll take Louisiana Tech. Plus because 11 and a half. Spiting Jake. All right. <laughs> we got to go against each other in some regard. <laughs> and then finally, Jackson State. The primetime game of week zero on ABC in Atlanta. The game is at 530. South Carolina State taking on Jackson State. Um, I'm excited to see this Jackson State team. Mm-hmm. I hope that, uh, you know, with Coach Prime obviously moving on to CU, this team is still able to be very, very strong, not only in the SWAC, uh, but just in that part of the country taking on all these teams. I don't have a line for this game, so we can't really talk the line, but uh, go Tigers. Yeah, I think Coach Prime hopefully, you know, left that program in good hands with Coach T.C. Taylor and really entrusted him to you know carry on that legacy that they built. You know, they're... All very relationship-based people, and I think they really believe in what he can build. And mm-hmm. I haven't – I know – I forgot, like, they picked up – I don't know who they picked up, but they, I know they've been pretty good in the transfer portal. Yeah, they've portal. had some portal uh, additions as well. But, yeah, JSU for the – I mean, I don't – I don't really – South Carolina? They had – that's where uh, Shaq Leonard came from, Darius Leonard, the linebacker on the Colts. Oh, I believe yeah, that's yeah. where he played back in the day, uh, back in the day a few years ago. I think in Atlanta, too, like the Coach Prime vibes are high. Yeah, it's so it's not at uh, Mercedes-Benz Stadium. It's at Center Park Stadium. Mm, never um, heard of it. Capacity around 25,000. But the game is on ABC. Make sure you guys tune in. I'll definitely be tuning in. All right, one last read, and then we can get to questions here. Shout out to our friends at Shady Rays. Not a very Shady Rays day, but we still got plenty on the horizon. Make sure you can take on the summit gear belt to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered. With their premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Uh, every pair backed by their lost and broken replacement program. Even if you don't like your Shady Rays after 30 days, they can be replaced. No questions asked. Shop their entire collection at the Park Meadows Mall or go online to ShadyRays.com. Use that code DMVR. And you can get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself. The shades are at five stars by over 250,000 people. Tyus Martin from Colorado's at JSU. Yes, that's who I was thinking of. Uh, and an Oregon player, I swear, TV says. Go ahead. Um, Luis is asking, or Cole. Oh, we did that one? Okay. Uh, Cole's asking, how can we support Tyler without smothering him? Um, just show him love, man. Let him know you're there for him. Um, drop a comment on that YouTube link. I mean, he's still going to be around campus and stuff, so if you happen to see him around Boulder, make sure you send him some love and uh, just let him know that we're all here for him. Uh, you can, of course, follow him on Twitter and Instagram. I mean, he's going to be a football player again at some point, so help him build up that brand and get some more NIL deals. Yeah, yeah, that's I think that would be a good way to support him. Uh, Sean, what's up, dude, with a super chat? Does this BS affect Rock's NIL or up to the company? I'd assume it's up to the company because the NCAA doesn't really have any ruling over NIL anymore. No, I think it's like a school-to-school right. kind of basis. Like they they control like the funds and the finances that get funneled through that system and like how they um, kind of structure like NIL and like buffs for life and stuff. Right. Uh, what's up, Lawrence? Thank you for the super chat. He says, Tyler Brown, stay strong. You are not alone. Is it me, but I feel like Coach Prime is running CU like an NFL franchise, which will make CU a NFL factory. I completely agree, bro. 
There's uh, scouts at camp. The, tons of scouts There's at camp. There's scouts Neely at camp. Says. <laughs> uh, I saw the the. Can I could say the team. Can I say the teams yeah, over there? Yeah. Yeah. The Dolphins were there. Yeah, the Packers were there. Uh, those are the two teams that I saw just this week. At least because I we haven't I haven't been in practice, so mm -hmm. I haven't seen like firsthand. But I saw those shirts and um, clipboards. <laughs> There's a Broncos guy there not too long ago. I think it was when we last when Ryan and I last went to the photo window. Yeah, there's certainly some future NFL talent there. Oh, definitely. Yeah, they got to do their due like diligence. Shador? <laughs> Shador, Travis, I mean... Yeah. Outside of those guys, there's probably going to be a few more first-rounders, yeah. too. So. Do you think Lichtenhahn could make, Tank could make it to the NFL? With that size I think he could and how too. he moves, if he has a great season, he's going to be very highly coveted. Right. He made the Senior Bowl watch list for a reason. Uh, Mac is saying, wait, what of Tyler Brown... Try to come back as a walk-on. I don't think that's going to happen, my man. Um, I already did that one. Um, tell the people where you got your jacket again. This So this is my uncle's, <laughs> my great uncle. So my grandma's brother <laughs> used to work for um, Coors in the 90s, and he would get um, Denver gear. Like, we have this, like, sick uh, leather Rockies jacket. But, yeah, it's, like, this, like, throwback, like, starter jacket. And it's... It's great because I've only met one person ever with this jacket, and that was it. So it's like it's it's very special to me, and I got it from my um, my uncle, so it was kind of inherited. And I definitely had to argue with my sister to keep this in my <laughs> possession. But can I show the back of it? Yeah, stand up. Do the back of it is sick. Hell yeah, that looks like the jacket that Bucky has, kind of. Yeah, I mean. I don't. Maybe he has the same one. I haven't seen anyone with this jacket before, but that's old school too. Yeah, my dad gives me like all the old school stuff. Like I have this like 49ers Super Bowl jacket. Yeah, it's cool. So thank you to my you have family. The, the baseball jersey or something too, don't you? Yeah, the Long Beach State jersey. That's oh, what that's I wore. what it was. That's what yeah, I wore last yeah. time. But yeah, I always stay fitted, or at least <laughs> try to. Uh, what else do we got? Brian with the super chat as well. Thank you, man. Says loyal watcher every single day. Love this show and I'm a bandwagon buff. You guys at DMVR make my day and I can't wait to, to see the games. Quick question. Will you guys get emotional if CU wins that first one? Uh, um, I don't know if emotional is the word. I won't cry. But I've got some bookmarks that I cannot wait to pull you out if, to they, if they win this game. <laughs> I remember last year. Um, before the first game because they got their speakers renovated. Yeah. And it was, I clipped that episode of Spongebob where they're training for the bubble bowl. Uh -huh. And Squidward <laughs> says, if we play loud, then they'll think we're good. And I, and then I, tweet, I tweeted that the first week. <laughs> and lo and behold, we saw that. But it was really funny and applicable now that I look back on it. Um, that was my only like, tw like tweet bookmark that yeah. I could probably pull out. But I'll be like... Happy, like happy like it'll be it'll be cool it'll be just cool to see like it's then win against one. the yeah national runner-up yeah, like sure crazy who who would have thought that match if anything it could have been better if it was in boulder like imagine right oh i know that would have been dope yeah but wait in Nebraska next week i know crazy it's amazing i can't wait man uh who's next powers he says jake good job with all the hard work this offseason research stats and whatnot thank you man it's it's been work. I'm not gonna lie. Jake works really hard. <laughs> I, I, thank you. I try to. Uh, it's been a long, long off season, but uh, 
thank you guys for sticking out. I hope you all enjoyed the content. It was a lot of fun making a lot of this stuff. And um, I'm just super hyped. We have actual football and games to talk about now. And um, stick with us, man. It's only going to get better. Uh, Woody's asking, any news on Cam Rising? That line from went from 7 to 4. I've got uh, something I just Googled real quick. Cam Rising spoke on uh, ESPN 700. Uh, said he doesn't believe the game plan will change much if he's not able to play. But um, said his plan is still to play. So we'll see. It sounds like him and I can't remember the backup quarterback's name are both kind of in doubt for week one. So Utah, big game <laughs> against Florida too. Yeah. Is there a bad moon on the rise? <laughs> Maybe. Bad moon rising? Yeah. <laughs> Lawrence, my guy, thank you for this question. My prediction for Michigan this year. I think this team has... Do, we, the, do you want to tell them what you told me today? I'm about to say it. <laughs> I think this team has the potential to win the national title. Uh, I think this team is going to win the Big Ten. I think they're the better team in every single game that they have on their schedule. And I'm very hyped to see what the Maize and Blue do this year. I re Jim Harbaugh suspended three games. That's all right. We'll figure it out. I mean, I okay. <laughs> the NCAA <laughs> tried to suspend him for four games. They said no, and then now they self-imposed this so that they just kind of circumvent any NCAA type of suspension at all. And thankfully, they have got a, a pretty uh, soft non-conference schedule this year after actually going out and playing some teams... In previous years, so yeah. Um, Do you have a Michigan prediction? <laughs> I wouldn't say national championship, but Let's I go. would. I have a lot of respect for Jim Harbaugh and that program as a whole. They're always consistently great, but you know, it's like all of a sudden, like you get a surprise team like TCU, and you know, just those national championship ambitions are just swiped right out from under you by a field mm -hmm. goal or a bad play, but. You know, they have all the tools. They really have all the tools to do it. I don't think a national championship, but I think college football playoff for show. That's my prediction. All right. I'll take it. Uh, BK is saying, can you do a show highlighting players with NFL fathers? Didn't know there were so many and was surprised about Farrier and Stoutmeyer. Yeah, man, that is... Uh, and Nate Robinson. Nate Robinson, of course, Coach Prime. Not NFL, but... Um, yeah. Right, and then Arden Walker, his father played at CU back in the day. Uh, just trying to think off the top of my head. Um, I can't think of any more right now. There's got to be more, though. I don't. I remember Trevor Woods mentioning his dad played, and that's okay. why he wears 43. I don't know where okay. he played, though. But, yeah, there's a lot of um, <clears throat> sun dissemination, you know, with the with football. Um, if you guys don't want me to talk about Michigan, don't ask then. That's not my problem. <laughs> uh, Nicholas, what player are you most interested to see week one? I mean, I'll take out Shador and Travis because everyone's excited to see them. <laughs> Might as well take out Dylan too because that'd be my next pick. I'm saying Shane Cokes. Shane Cokes. That's a that's an awesome pick. I'll throw out Demoy Kennedy too. I hope he's healthy. I hope he's full go. Comeback player of the year. Yep. Alton McCaskill. Alton McCaskill, too. I'm so excited, like, just, like, how they're going to use their running backs week one. Because, you know, he's looking just for two guys. And it seems like it's Cavassier and Alto. Yep. Hank's going to play a role. Yeah, Hank. Sibion now, too. And we're, we're just dropping so many names. But <laughs> Shane Cokes, like, even Coach Prime, like, pointed him out today. He's like, you yeah. should have been on stage today. But I love talking to Shane Cokes. He's such a... He's such a 
intelligent figure, an educator of the defensive yep. line, and just carries himself with such um, grace. And he's really cool and good what he does. Yep. Very, very bright young man. He's got a, a great future ahead of him, football and otherwise. Nicholas, what's up, dude? Oh, we already did that one. Oklahoma uh, with the super chat. Thank you. They say, have you all found out what SEC... Oh, what section you are sitting at TCU? Oh, man. My apologies. I still don't have that exactly right now. I can get that for you guys uh, next week, though, for sure. And I'll let you know. Eric's just asking the the basic question at this point. Yeah. How are we feeling about TCU? I'm so excited I'm going to Texas. I want because I wasn't sure if I was going to Texas, but like now I'm it's like all booked. I so many feelings. Like that's what's like you can't take away the magic of college football, especially in week one, because you don't know what the team looks like. You know, mm -hmm. you can look at film from last year, but you know, you can only pull so many assessments and like preparations and ultimately your best, most reliable thing that you have is knowledge of your own team and their strengths. And there's a lot of strengths on this Buffs team, yeah. like this Buffs team. But also, we haven't seen them, like in a game setting either. And we haven't I seen know. TCU and Chandler Morris. I know. I remember Chandler Morris came out against the Buffs. I mean, that was just different. But mm -hmm. he's a solid quarterback. They don't have Keandre Miller anymore. They don't have Quentin Johnson. You know, those were two really key players on their offense. Yeah, they had a bunch of. They had a, a couple NFL draft picks. You know, you think you look at like, you know, the starters that they lost, but you know, they have they certainly have that momentum. It's gonna be competitive. Like so that's what Sean so Lewis too. said. Uh they return eight starters on defense. Um uh, Mark Perry's still there. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Former buff. He transferred out uh two years ago, right? When yeah, the the Mel Gonzalez and um uh yeah. Brendan Rice, a bunch of those guys transferred out. Yeah. He was part of that group too. Um I'm feeling pretty good. Honestly, uh, I think that this team is going to be able to run the football. I think defensively, Travis is going to make a play. Uh, mm -hmm. Cormani or someone will make a play to kind of turn the game uh, even more on their side or help swing momentum if they have to. But uh, yeah, I think Shador is going to be locked in. I think he's going to spread the ball around a lot. And uh, I think a lot of people are going to be surprised at what they see from the Buffs next Saturday. Another super chat from Callup. Uh, question for you guys. Are you taking... Are you taking 9-3 buffs or 11-1? Is that a record prediction? I don't know if I'd take 9-3 or 11-1. Yeah, I mean, I love the optimism, but uh, let's get through TCU and Nebraska first, and then we can reevaluate how, how good we're going to be. Yeah. Uh, scroll up. Sean had a great question earlier. Oh, I think you might have had it there. Sorry. Yeah, that one. Are we thinking LeBron is going to pull up <laughs> to Boulder, <laughs> maybe 9.30 after he and Prime's viral videos. Man, if uh, LeBron James... USC game? Cause that would be... Bronny, yeah, of course. Make it happen, man. That could... That'd be so cool. I mean, everyone's been showing up. Right. It's like... It's, Why not him? That'd be like one person that... Like, you do... We all like work in media and stuff, and we're always with, around these athletes, but that'd be one person I'd be like, wow. Like, that's... Yeah, for real. That's LeBron James. Um, as a Nuggets fan, and I know many Nuggets fans are conflicted over that for sure, though. But uh, <laughs> as a Warriors fan, I'm very conflicted. <laughs> oh, I but um, I'd, I'd be willing to allow LeBron into the facility to hang out with Prime. Anything else? Tyler posted on Instagram. Go show him love, guys. Support our guy. Mm -hmm. Support your guy. I don't know. 
Um, anything else? Who scores first for CU? Oh. Travis. Travis. Yeah. We should have done a one, two, three. Because <laughs> that's immediately that's what I that's immediately what I thought. I think Travis. Nicholas cool. saying the honey badger and Darrell uh, honey badger and Darrell Revis will show up. That'd be dope too. What if it's like a third and goal situation? Like I don't think Shador runs it in. Or Alton. What if I All said right. Hankerson? Okay. Hankerson too. The options are endless people. They are. Um, it was a great show. I know it was a, a little, um, you know, down, of course, with the topic and Tyler Brown that we talked about in the yeah. first segment. But uh, That's the news, and sometimes the news is hard to hear. It is. But um, just to reinforce, the NCAA is a bunch of garbage. What they're doing to Tyler Brown is bullshit. Uh, rules need to be changed, or the NCAA needs to just stay the hell out of the way. That's what needs to happen. Yes. Yep. Any, that's it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I was I second I second what Jake says. I, there's just like I think there's a lot of unfair aspects of that whole dealing and hearing kind of the raw truth of that. I think whoever's on the other end of that NCA dealing like it's yeah, look into your heart of hearts and like really understand like where he's coming from and it's also hard because if you give one guy this opportunity, it's like, you know, mm -hmm. there's a slippery slope like that as well. But the NCAA, figure it out. <laughs> was that a better answer? Yes, that was great. There you go. <laughs> uh, support our guy. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll be back next week. Let's go Buffs. Let's go Buffs.